This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our adventures in Acts with Peter welcomes Cornelius's delegation, Peter arrives in Caesarea, Gentiles hear the gospel, the Gentiles Pentecost, and Peter's report to the church. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O oh Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
A reading from 1 Kings chapter 19. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when they arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Melohah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He was ready to call it quits. Life had knocked him down and then kicked him in the ribs. Every time he did something, it was like one step forward, two steps back. Nothing worked. Nothing he tried, nothing he ventured, all turned to naught. 
the frustrations, the failures, the overwhelming challenges, the underwhelming results, he was done. He was finished. The tank had run dry, empty. No, I am not describing your feeble attempts at Hebrew and Greek. Nor am I revealing private conversations I've had with you or ones you have screamed out loud. No, today we're talking about Elijah. In fact, today is the day we commemorate the great prophet Elijah, the great prophet of God. And in our text for today, where do we find Elijah? He's under a broom tree, beseeching God, screaming at God, for God's sakes, Lord, let me die. I've had enough. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Again, we're talking about Elijah. Are we not? Not you, are we? Seems something very strange about this text. Something that doesn't fit. Something that's just not quite right. I mean, this is the great prophet Elijah. The great prophet of God. Sitting under a broom tree, wishing to die. That makes no sense. If you look at the historical context you'll note that this takes place after Elijah has prayed to God and hasn't reigned for three years. This takes place after the widow of Zarephath receives that never-ending supply of flour and oil. This takes place after Elijah raises her son from the dead. This takes place after Elijah has had this great victory over the prophets of Baal as God sent down fire on his sacrifice, but not on the sacrifice of the false prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth. This takes place after the people rally around Elijah and they put to death these false prophets. This is after all of that, after, after Elijah has seen these great signs and wonders after God has accomplished these amazing things using him as his instrument, after, after Elijah has witnessed the mighty hand of God at work and been privileged and blessed to be his instrument, after all of that, Elijah is so worn out and discouraged, he just wants to die. I do not get it. Maybe. I'm just glad I'm not like that. <clears throat> I'm glad God doesn't see me under a broom tree or in my cave, forgetting about all of the amazing wonders and blessings of the past. I'm glad God doesn't witness me overwhelmed by the present realities and thereby overlooking the beautiful victories of the past? Well, yeah. maybe sometimes I'm like that. 
I mean, on occasion, I've been known to moan and groan and whine about the trivial problems of this life, in the meantime, forgetting about all the blessings, not to mention the promises. Yeah, maybe I am like that a little. So easy, isn't it? So easy to be overcome by the present realities, by those failures, by those short-term setbacks. So easy to complain to God, to beseech Him for deliverance from the terrible circumstances of our lives as we sit in our air-conditioned buildings and we drive our cars, watch our children grow up and sip our lattes. Oh, we all, every one of us have our broom trees, our broom closets, where we go to beseech God to deliver us from this desperate life. It's so easy. So easy to forget the past, the blessings, the promises, just like Elijah. St. Peter writes, once you were no people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You are a holy people, a holy nation, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a people set aside by God to declare the wonderful works of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Restoration. Resurrection. I guess my stock falling isn't the end of the world after all. In the past, when you were nothing, when you were lost, when you were hellbait, God chose you to be his own. God sent his only begotten Son into the flesh to call you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why, one would hardly die for a good man. But God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And now we belong to God. Now we walk with God. Now we proclaim the wonderful deeds who has called of him who called us out of that darkness. We live and walk as his children, restored, resurrected. Remember the past. See the blessings and revel in the joy of the present. Elijah took his eyes off of the past. 
Elijah became overcome, overwhelmed by the difficulties of the present, so much so that he wished for death. The mistake, people, is to take your eyes off of the past, to forget the blessings, the promises. For in so doing, then, we forget the joy that is ours, the joy that is ours as we walk as God's people, his restored and resurrected people. Now God, God was not finished with Elijah yet. There was more work, other tasks to be completed. And so God fed and nourished Elijah, prepared him, strengthened him for that work. Indeed, as God prepares, strengthens, and nourishes all his people for the walk, for the work, the Holy Word, the precious sacraments. God strengthens us. He builds us up, prepares us for the journey. Elijah did not know it yet, but there were many more miracles, more victories that lay ahead. Elijah did not know. God did. And he prepared him, strengthened him, built him up for that mission and ministry that was to come. Again, we're talking about Elijah, are we not? I do not know, I do not know what lies in store for me as I walk the path of God. I do not know what lies in store for you as you walk that path. But we do know that God has promised, promised that he will strengthen and nurture his restored and resurrected people. He has promised that he will walk with us and we do know what he has done in the past. We know of a son sent. We know of the Christ crucified. We know of righteousness restored. We know of resurrection bestowed. We know that God so loved that he gave his only begotten to die that we might live. And we know, we know that the God who has so greatly loved, so greatly blessed, so greatly promised in the past will not abandon us in the future. We do not know what the future holds, the people, my friends, we know who holds the future. In Jesus' name, amen.
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Our Father, Hear my prayer, O Lord. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you. Hide your face from my sins. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Cast me not away from your presence. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And the holy of the Holy Spirit. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My is so crazy. For you have been my help. And the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Save your people and bless your heritage. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, since you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, protect the tempted, the distressed, and the erring, and gently guide them. By your great goodness, bring them into the way of peace and truth. Graciously regard all who are in trouble, danger, temptation, or bondage to sin, and those to whom death draws near. In your mercy, draw them to yourself, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father.
Let us bless the Lord. Give you his peace.